Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. I'm your host, Holt Norris, joined by my good friend Jordan Brooks. We call him JB. What's going on, JB? I'm fantastic, Holt. Um, it's been a long day, but here we are. We're wrapping up Tuesday of game week for week three of college football. Already flying by. Yeah, it's week three already. We finally got some conference matchups going, uh, going on this weekend. Uh, we're about to break down everything for you here. Um, over the next 30 minutes or so, um, we're going to go ahead and pick spreads for all 10 of the SEC games that have a line this week, as well as give our upset pick of the week and our lock of the week at the end of the podcast. JB, you ready to get started? Absolutely. Let's get cracking. So we kick off uh, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, LSU travels to Starville as a nine and a half point favorite against Mississippi State. What do you What do you think about this one, JB? That's a tough one for me because you know LSU. You know the first week they just got embarrassed in the fourth quarter against Florida State. It's not like LSU was playing a bad game against Florida State. It was just a complete mental breakdown in that fourth quarter. And, you know, last year, you know, I go back to last year with LSU, they had a breakdown against Tennessee at home. They responded really well after that game. And the rest of the season, we all remember how they finished out that season. Minus that one hiccup against, um, you know, Texas A&M, they, you know, they had a really solid end of the season. So, um, I think LSU is going to respond really well. They're going to come into Starkville and play really well. Um, but, you know, I'm still going to go with State to cover. But I think LSU wins in a tight win in a very hostile environment. Yeah, I agree with you on that pick. I'm also going to take Tennessee. Or I'm, Tennessee. I'm also <laughs> going to take Mississippi State plus the 9.5 um, against LSU. Um, this is the first big home game of the year for Mississippi State. I expect a really um, loud environment, even for an 11 a.m. game. I think this is the one that... You know, most uh, Mississippi State fans, they have like that first big game that everyone knows they're going to come back to. And uh, depending on how the rest of the season goes, kind of will determine, you know, um, some of their other travel plans. So I think this one is one that all the Mississippi State fans have pretty much agreed on that they're going to go to. Um, I expect a really loud, um, intense environment. Um, This was a close game last year. Um, You know, Mississippi State led for most of the game. Uh, before, uh, you know, kind of losing it there in the fourth quarter when LSU took control. Um, You know, I do expect LSU to win the game just based on talent. Um, You know, I I was also a little concerned with Mississippi State's offense last week, uh, getting a little bit conservative, um, running the ball a little bit too much. I'm wondering if they're going to open things up a little bit more this week or um, if we're just got another Will Muschamp on our hands with Zach Garnett. You just never know with those defensive coaches when they take over. Sometimes they just think that you're just supposed to run the ball on offense and protect your defense, but... And play not to lose. But uh, we've seen that fail so many times. But uh, anyway, just like I said, I am taking uh, Mississippi State um, to cover the spread, LSU to win, a very fun game. And another really fun game at 11 a.m., Kansas State uh, makes the return trip to Columbia, Missouri. They're a five-point favorite um, against the Tigers. Um, Since you went first last time, I'll go ahead and go first this time. This was a really, uh, really ugly performance uh, by Missouri last year. Very ugly game. Um, I know that they are definitely out for some revenge in this one. Um, Kansas State didn't come into the season with a lot of hype, even though they won the Big 12 last year and went to the Sugar Bowl. But uh, they have looked really good the first two weeks. Um, You know, obviously they handled uh, Southeast Missouri week one, no problem, FCS team, 45-0. And then what was really impressive is last week, they hosted Troy, who's a really good, uh, you know, group of five team. Handled them very easily, um, forty-two to thirteen. So they're looking really good. Chris Kleiman is one of the more, um, 
He's one of the more underrated coaches in college football, in my opinion. Um, really deserves to be talked about more for some big-time jobs. Um, but that being said, you know, I'm trying to stick to my guns, not react too much after the first two weeks. And going into the season, I felt really good about this Missouri team, this Missouri defense. Um, I think they might open things up a little bit and uh, and get the surprise win at home. Yeah, I mean, I like that pick, Holt. Um, but, you know, I'm a very big believer, like you said, I'm a big believer in Chris Kleiman. One of the better hires at the time when Kansas State made that hire. And he's been under the radar the whole time. I mean, I'm just like surprised and dumbfounded as you that he hasn't been approached by other Power 5 schools. But um, Kansas State's done a good job keeping Chris Kleiman happy. Um, but, you know, flip side, I am highly concerned about Missouri. Um, the offense has not performed up to the standards that they're expecting, especially in the first two weeks playing against uh, South Dakota and then also against MTSU. I mean, that's last last week against MTSU. I mean, they let MTSU hang around the entire game. They just couldn't get things going offensively. Now they're playing Kansas State, who we both know has an outstanding defense. Um, I will say this fun fact. Uh, this is the first time in several years that there's going to be a sold-out crowd at Memorial Stadium, so that place is going to be hyped up. Um, but even with all that being said, I'm going to go with uh, Kansas State to cover that five-point spread. I think they're just too good, too up, too sound, very well coached. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if Missouri does win this game. But nothing in the first two weeks shows me uh, that they're going to be capable of winning this game. I like Kansas State to uh, go into Columbia Memorial Stadium and grab the victory. All right, so our first disagreement of the week. Uh, moving over to the 2:30 games, uh, the CBS game this week. Uh, South Carolina and Beamer Ball make the trip over to Athens, the short drive um, across the state line. Uh, Georgia is a big favorite, 27 and a half. Uh, that's a pretty big line, JB. How are you feeling? Uh, not too good for South Carolina, to be quite honest. I mean, one, just uh, it's a tough matchup for South Carolina. Their offensive line is horrendous, and that's a strength for Georgia when they're playing their defensive line on them. I mean, the thing about it is, does Rattler get enough time, even just one or two seconds against that Georgia secondary to even find anybody open? That is my biggest concern. Um, it's going to take Beamer throwing out all the stops against Kirby Smart. But I've always wondered this, too, about South Carolina. How come more coaches, when they're lining up on special teams against South Carolina, aren't playing more safe um, when they're lining up, especially on you know kickoffs or punts, field goals? Like If I'm lining up against him, I'm not trying to go for a block. They're going to be so well ex- – they're going to execute a field goal perfectly anyway if they're actually kicking a field goal. I would line up and safe every time, but that's just my little soapbox if you're going against Beamer Ball. Um, but overall, um, I like Georgia in this one. Um, I just don't have any faith at all in South Carolina. I just think their offensive line is just not good enough. Um, Spencer Rattler, he's he's had a much more improved season um, than last year. And, you know, those first two games, he's not looked bad at all. Uh, but we are not given time. I don't care who's back there behind that offensive line. I don't have any faith in them. Um, I like Georgia to cover that 27.5-point spread. I don't think this is going to be a pretty game at all. Yeah, um, just going off of one thing you said there um, to just get started for me, but uh, Spencer Rattler has – I mean, it's only two games, but he has looked really good so far this season. Um, You know, there was a lot of good reviews about him out of camp. Um, They definitely look to be um, true. Um, He's thrown the ball all, all over the place. Um, they've had a really um, impressive passing offense to this point in the season. Um, the rushing offense has been very bad. The pass protection has also been very bad. Um, but with the line this big, I don't think we really have to 
have an amazing performance out of Spencer Rattler. I think as long as he's able to connect on a few passes, um, South Carolina is going to be able to cover this spread. Um, the main reason, if you listen to this podcast, um, I'm not too high on Georgia's offense this year. Um, I kind of want to see it with Mike Bobo. Obviously, we know the talent that they have. Um, you know, we know Carson Beck is a really highly recruited quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, I feel dumb for betting against Georgia um, after how good they've been the last few years. But Shane Beamer, just he's kind of got a flair for the dramatic. Um, he has a way of, like, showing up in, like, some big games you feel like he shouldn't be in. Um, and with Spencer Rattler and this big line, like, I just, I don't, not necessarily saying South Carolina is going to make this a close game, but I think that they cover the 27 and a half. I mean, that's a really big number in a, a rivalry game. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I think my pick is more or less, I'm just highly confident in Georgia. I've got a lot of respect for Kirby Smart, what he's done with Georgia. He's turned Georgia into the new Alabama. They are the feared team in the SEC now. And, you know, going forward, I think instead of seeing signs, we want Bama, it needs to be we want Georgia because they're they're the new dog in the SEC now, no pun intended. Yep, and the former um, dog of the SEC, uh, Alabama, like you just mentioned, uh, they are also playing at 230. Uh, they're a 32-point favorite at South Florida. No, that is not a typo. They are at South Florida um, this week. Um, you know, obviously coming off a really tough loss last week to Texas, um, maybe some uh, – they're working on some things offensively. Uh, potentially um, maybe sleepwalking through this game is a road game against not a very exciting opponent. Um, do you think they can cover the 32 points? Well, first, before we go into this, do you know who South Florida's head coach is? Um, I don't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure he was the offense coordinator for Tennessee last year. That is correct. The head coach of South Florida is Alex Golesh, and a lot of people remember last year um, Alex Golesh's offense – I'm absolutely throttled Alabama. Um, had over 500 yards of offense. Of course, I remember Jalen Hyatt's five touchdowns. Um, Hendon Hooker going off in that game. Difference for Alex Golesh this game this year, one, it's a new game. Two, he doesn't have Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt to rely on this year. He does not have the pieces um, that, you, that he needs, I think, in order to dissect the Saban coach defense. And I, I like Alabama to cover this 32-point spread. Alabama's coming off a very – Tough home loss against Texas. Anytime you know you get Alabama in wounded animal mode, they're always the most dangerous team. I like Alabama to go into Raymond James Stadium and absolutely throttle um, South Florida. Yeah, I'm uh, also taking Alabama to cover the points here. Um, you know, South, South Florida, they're not the South Florida uh, from 2007. Um, that's for sure. They're they're uh, really been struggling the last few years. It's, they've fallen on some really hard times and. Um, you know, they struggled to beat FAMU last week, um, and then they lost pretty handily to Western Kentucky week one. Um, so I think even with some of the concerns we have about Alabama offensively right now, I don't think they're going to score. Um, I think that this is going to be one of those games where Alabama is going to win like 38-3, to you know, 42-6, to something along those lines, and, and cover that spread. Just control the line of scrimmage. All right. And then also at uh, 3 p.m., um, so just after these two, those two games kick off, uh, Louisiana Monroe is going to go into Texas A&M, where uh, the Aggies coming off, also coming off and out of conference loss to Miami, very poor performance. They're a 36 and a half point favorite against Louisiana Monroe. How are you feeling about that big of a line for the that, Aggies? That is a really big line for A&M, and I, I get it; it's a home game. But I mean, A&M, I'm just wanting to see more or less how are they going to respond um, to that game that they played. You know, in Coral Gables last week. I'm 
very concerned about AM going forward after that loss. I mean, that was a game that, you know, going into the season, I expected them to win that game. Um, but Tyler Van Dyke and Miami, man, credit to Mario Cristobal. They looked outstanding in that game last week. They looked like a much better team than last year, almost like a 180 from what I saw. Of course, it is one game, but, you know, credit to Miami. On the flip side, I'm not feeling very good about AM after that uh, performance. Um, there's just so many issues that I saw on both sides of the ball. I don't want to dive into it too much, but um, that 36 and a half point line, that's way too much for me. I like Monroe to cover it. Uh, I still think a and going to win big, but they're not going to win by 36 and a half. So I like Louisiana Monroe plus that 36 and a half. Yeah, I'm also going to take uh, Louisiana Monroe to cover that. Um, just too big of a line for me. Um, you know, again, with Texas A&M, I don't know how excited they're going to be to play this game. Um, I don't know how up they're going to be for it. Um and, you know, going into the season, I felt really good about the defense. But after last week, you kind of have to reevaluate yeah. everything. That's how I'm feeling, too. I mean, we're, we're just going to – I'm going to be in – I was not very high on Texas A&M coming into the season. But um, after last week, you know, I'm not really sure uh, how things are going to play out for them. So, uh, we agree on that one. Uh, moving over to the 6 p.m. time slot. Um, no line in this game, so we're not going to pick it. But uh, Samford does travel to Auburn. Uh, so Auburn is also a 2-0 start. Uh, we expect them to go to, to 3-0 um, before uh, the schedule starts to pick up for them. Yeah, I think we're both in agreement on there. Auburn takes care of business, 3-0, before a big game of the following weekend when they go to College Station. So, yeah, we both like Auburn, 3-0. Uh, also at 6 p.m., Vanderbilt uh, travels out to the desert, uh, Vegas, to take on UNLV. Um, am I looking at this right? Did I write this down right that UNLV is a four-point favorite? Or is, is Vanderbilt a four-point favorite? Uh, Vanderbilt is a four-point okay, favorite. Yeah, that's so, what I, thought. I thought I wrote it down Yeah, wrong. so it's a tight contest. So I am going to go ahead and take Vanderbilt to cover this one. Um, I know Vanderbilt has not looked great so far this year. We've had our concerns with them. But UNLV and our, uh, our dear friend Barry Odom uh, have not looked too good through the first few weeks. Um, they did beat uh, Bryant week one, 44-14. Uh, but they did give up quite a few um, yards in that game. They gave up 409 total yards in that game, um, although they did only give up 14 points. So um, their quarterback, Doug Brumfield, has really struggled the first two weeks. Um, and then obviously, um, I didn't mention this, but they played Michigan last week, lost that game very handily. So they haven't really looked great um, in their first two weeks. Um, obviously, hard to take away much from Michigan because Michigan is just a lot better than they are. But uh, I, I just expect uh, Vanderbilt to win this game. I don't expect it to be a pretty win, but I do expect them to uh, to get the W and cover the four points. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you on that. Uh, Vanderbilt, their strength is their offense and their passing game with Swan. One of the weaknesses with UNLV is their secondary. I think that's a good um, matchup for Vanderbilt here. I like Vanderbilt to cover that four-point spread. It's a crossroads game for Vanderbilt. You can't afford to lose this game. If they lose against UNLV in Vegas, that's – they're looking at potentially two and ten, three and nine season if they can't get this win, get up to three and one. This is a very dangerous game for Vanderbilt, but I like I like Clark Lee to have him prepared for this. I like him to win this and go up to move over, you know, three and one. So yeah, we both like Vanderbilt minus four. And also at six p.m., uh, Tennessee Vols travel down to Gainesville to take on uh, Old Sun Belt Billy and the Gators. Um, Tennessee's a six and a half point favorite. Um, they have not won in Florida since 2000. And, they have not won in Gainesville since 2003. Is that correct? That is correct. So, God, that's what, 20 years ago? Yeah, they're 0-9 in their last nine trips down there. That's ugly, isn't it? 
been the house of horrors for uh, Tennessee for the last 20 years, so about two decades, and I don't know how many how many games is that. I guess my math serves me correctly. That's nine games. Yep, it's not. I didn't and this count is it the before. Tenth one. And this is the tenth one. So, yeah, that, that's, this is a tough one. I mean, I think after Tennessee, how the way they were stumbling out of the gate against Austin P last week, there's a lot of people that are just on pins and needles wanting to pick this game, myself included. Um, but my memory shows me what I believe about Florida in the first week. I did not like what I saw with Florida against Utah. Tennessee is the more talented team. I think they have the better coach, um, the better staff in place, and the better culture. Um, I think that they're going to go into Gainesville. They're going to win this game. I think they're going to go ahead and cover as well. I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout. Um, I think the over-under is 58.5. I like the under here. I think a final score could be something like, uh, you know, 30-21, to 21, um, you know, 31-23 type score, but think Tennessee's going to go in there and take care of business. I main thing I'm also concerned about is can Florida move the ball? Because apparently Tennessee looks like they're much improved on their defense this year. And, uh, you know, Florida's offense has looked really anemic with Grand Mertz at quarterback. I like Tennessee to win this game here. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking back to that, that Florida-Utah game and how much Florida struggled to run the ball. Um, you know, they got to run the ball in this game if they're going to have any chance. So that's really just something to watch for. Um, is how is Florida able to establish the run early in the game? And if they are, um, then I think that they have a chance to be in it. Um, however, I'm going to pick Tennessee to cover the six and a half just because of um, where Florida is right now offensively. Um, and, uh, you know, just like you were saying with Josh Heupel, he's the better coach, I think, in this matchup. Uh, they have a much more exciting offense, um, you know, and all they have to do is hit a few big plays. And I think they could, uh, you know, especially if they're early in the game, they could really put this one away. Um, and, you know, cover the six and a half. And uh, finally in that losing streak in Gainesville. Um, so uh, we'll just go ahead and move on to 630, uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, and our our old friend, uh, Haynes King, travel, Haynes over to, King. Uh, travel over to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a 19 and a half point favorite in this one. Um, I'll let you pick this one first. Yeah, so the 19 and a half, I mean, that's, you know, that, that might be a little high more high than I like it to be. I mean, Georgia Tech in the first um, couple weeks, they've looked not so bad. I mean, they really blew that game against Louisville. I really thought that they were going to have that game won. I mean, that was just testament to uh, Jeff Brom, you know, being at Louisville, being his alma mater. But, I mean, I will say that offense looks so much better now um, than it has, you know, the last few years. I like uh, Georgia Tech to cover this 19.5. I mean, I'm thinking Ole Miss is going to still win by double digits, but, you know, they're coming off a pretty big win against Tulane last week. I mean, that was a four-quarter game. It's not like Ole Miss. Even that 37-20 is definitely not how the game appeared to be late in the fourth quarter. They had some points at the end to put it away. Um, I like uh, Georgia Tech to cover, Ole Miss to win. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Um, and really the main reason is Haynes King. Uh, he's looked really good the first two weeks. I mean, I know last week South Carolina State, not the most – impressive but he looks really good um he looks really good week one against louisville um i'm expecting a big game out of him not just with his arm but also with his legs he is a really uh mobile quarterback um they can really uh stress this Ole Miss defense um and you know we haven't seen uh judkins get going yet um i wonder if he can finally break through in this one um you know i think georgia tech is going to be focused on stopping the run first and um you know again i think Ole Miss wins this game you know, relatively easily, but I do like Georgia Tech uh, to cover the spread just because of uh, King's playmaking ability the f- these first few weeks. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. 
And then uh, also at 630, uh, we have a BYU making the return trip down to Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is an eight-point favorite. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Arkansas to cover that eight points. Um, they won this game pretty handily last year. I believe they put up over 50 points on BYU um, on the road last year. And uh, BYU just – they haven't looked great the first few weeks. Um, they – I believe they played uh, – if I can get their schedule pulled up, I believe they played uh, Southern Utah week one. Oh, they played uh, Sam Houston. Um, the yeah, first. they won, yeah they won like fourteen to nothing. Yeah, so really struggled offensively against Sam Houston. Um, you know, Keaton Slovis is our quarterback, which if you remember him, he used to be at USC. Um, Pittsburgh's quarterback last year. Yeah, so he's been all over the place. Remember, he was in the he started at Pittsburgh. You know, he had a thriller winning the backyard draw. And uh, he had Pittsburgh out to a lead on Tennessee last year in week two, and then he got, you know, injured during that game and uh, never returned. So, Keenan Slovis is well-traveled. 46 uh, rushing yards is what BYU managed against this, the mighty Southern Utah Thunderbirds last week. That's not good. So, uh, <laughs> not not a, uh, not a very not a very impressive first two games for, uh, for BYU, to say the least. Um, you know, KJ Jefferson has looked – you know, look, it hasn't been the best competition these first couple weeks, but he has looked really good throwing the ball. Um, I expect a big season out of him. I think that this is going to be the first game you really see that Arkansas team wake up and get up for. And I think they come out, and I think they take care of business and handle BYU pretty easily. I do, too. I like Arkansas to cover this five points. Um, or not five points. I'm um, eight-point spread. For the season, I still stand by it. KJ Jefferson is my favorite quarterback in the SEC. I like Arkansas to cover this and move up to three and zero before they go to Baton Rouge next week for another tough one. So I, I like I like Auburn. I mean, sorry, not Auburn. I like Arkansas here. Man, it's been a long day. <laughs> it has. Right, we're agreeing a lot more this week. We, we've I think we're finally starting to sync up a little bit. For week one, we uh, had to work out the kinks this first couple of weeks. <laughs> week one, we were really uh, uh, disagreeing on just about everything, but we've we've kind of starting to to line up a little bit. Um, so also at six thirty. Um, Akron and our, 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 another one of our old friends, uh, Joe Moorhead, uh, traveled down to Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky's a 26-point uh, favorite in this one. Uh, what are you looking for in this one, JB? Yeah, if, if I'm a uh, Kentucky fan, I'm just hoping that Devin Leary gets to this game without um, having his knees blown out. Um, I remember watching Akron play last year um, against Tennessee, and I think a lot of Tennessee fans will tell you about how uh, – Akron made some very sketchy plays last year. One of them was diving at the knees. I mean, Hendon Hooker, and then Cedric Tillman suffered an injury in that game on his knees, and um, it was never the same the rest of the season. So if I'm a Kentucky fan, I just want to survive this game um, and not hope that Akron comes in with any antics. And that's more or less a shot at Akron and Joe Moorhead's quote culture more than, um, you know, Kentucky, the team itself. Although Kentucky hasn't looked, you know, up to standards, but how I expect them to be the first couple of weeks, um, I think this one, um, Kentucky's going to win. Um, I think they're going to win big. I don't think they're going to cover the twenty-six point spread. I think a score that I could see that's more reasonable would be something like, uh, you know, thirty-eight to sixteen. So I'm going with uh, Kentucky in this one. So you are taking Kentucky to cover the twenty-six? No, thirty-eight to sixteen is a twenty-two point spread. Okay, because I thought you said Kentucky to cover. Yeah, so I just want to make sure. Just a little bit less than that twenty-six, but still handedly. So we got Akron covering for you. I just want to make sure we got that on the on Akron the plus twenty-six. Yeah, put that on the old ticker. All right, all right. Yeah, now I don't know, and I hate to even bring this up on the podcast without all the information. 
But apparently there's something going on with Liam Cohen or something. Yeah, yeah. I saw that he had a, a medical emergency. And, you know, our thoughts are with Liam Cohen. Really great offensive minds. I'm not sure what all happened with him. I'm, but, yeah, we're all – don't want to see that happen with any coaches in the SEC. Yeah, definitely not. I think we're all, you know, still have bad memories of what happened last year. So we don't want to see anything happen with any of our coaches. Yeah, that's right. Um, so definitely wish him the best. Um, so that's all for our SEC picks. Um, we'll go ahead and give our upset picks this week. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, my upset pick this week is Minnesota and PJ Fleck over North Carolina. They're a seven and a half point dog in Chapel Hill. Um, North Carolina, man, I don't know who made this out of conference schedule for them, but they should probably get fired because they have South Carolina week one, App State week two, Minnesota week three. Like, just, I mean, not only are those like three really tough teams. Those are three teams that no one's going to give you a ton of credit for beating anyway, even if you do beat them. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> that's that's just horrible. And I will say this for any SEC program, don't schedule Appalachian State. Um, that's more or less just respect to App State. I mean, they play everybody tough. I think anyone that plays them, they're not going to want to play them again. That's the one program I would want to avoid. I've always said, you know, SEC programs, there are a couple programs you always want to avoid. One is all the triple option programs, and the other one's App State. So who's your upset pick of the week, JB? I don't really have an upset. Um, I will say um, the game that I'm looking at, and I think this is the funniest part about picking this game, is um, Iowa. Did you know that they are a 28.5-point favorite to beat Western Michigan yeah. this week? I wouldn't take Iowa to cover 28.5 versus air. No. I'm picking Western Michigan to uh, more than cover that. Um, I don't. So I mean, I guess they're more or less my super dog. Like I said, I don't really have an upset because you really took the only game that I would have actually picked an upset for. But you know, I got to be con- I got to be contrary to what you picked. If I had to say, um, you know what, I'm picking Iowa to not cover that 28 and a half. But you know what, I'm gonna go on an upset on a whim. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Southern Miss to get that upset victory at home over Tulane. How about that? Well, that's a good one. Although that was my lock of the week to cover. So not my upset pick of the week, but my lock of the week was <laughs> Southern Miss. The, I mean, that's been a theme of our show so far. We didn't talk about this at the beginning, but the home dogs. There's a lot of home dogs this week. It is the theme of the home dogs. Southern Miss is one of them. Tulane's coming off a really tough loss to Ole Miss last week. Really physical game. They're probably you know a little upset about it. Um, not to mention Will Hall coached at Tulane before he got the Southern Miss job. Yep. So he, these coaches know each other really well. Um, you know, and look, a home team getting points. I mean, that's always, that's always a good bet. Yeah. And you know, I've told you in week one, I, nothing makes me more happy than a home dog. So we got Southern Miss, you know, hosting Tulane, Illinois hosting Penn state. They're a 14 and a half home point dog as well. That is one to watch for. We already said Mississippi state hosting LSU. That's another dog. Missouri hosting Kansas state. Um, also, uh, Florida hosting um, Tennessee. So, like you said, there are a lot of home dogs this week, and that's always fun for me, picking home dogs. But I will say this, um, out of all those five I mentioned, I did pick one of them to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if one more out of that group comes away with the victory either. I did not pick any of the other ones, um, but I do like uh, um, Southern Miss to get that victory over Tulane. All right. Well, I believe that is everything. Uh, we'll just run through the picks one more time just to make sure we have them correct for the record. Um, 
I'll, I'll do mine first. Um, I have Mississippi State plus nine and a half, Missouri plus five, South Carolina plus 27 and a half, Alabama minus 32, Louisiana Monroe plus 36 and a half, Vanderbilt minus four, Tennessee minus six and a half, Georgia Tech plus 19 and a half, Arkansas minus eight, Kentucky minus 26. Upset of the week is Minnesota over in a, uh, Minnesota over North Carolina. Lock of the week, Southern Miss to cover the 13 and a half um, at home versus Tulane. Um, and then JB, you've got Mississippi State also covering 19, uh, nine and a half. Kansas State minus five, Georgia, uh, Georgia minus 27 and a half, Alabama minus 32, Louisiana Monroe plus 36 and a half. Vanderbilt minus four, Tennessee minus six and a half, Georgia Tech plus 19 and a half, Arkansas minus eight, and Akron plus 26. Is that correct? You are correct. That is my order. And then your upset of the week is Southern Miss. Is that kind of a surprise? (laughs) And a strawberry shake. So your upset of the week is Southern Miss over Tulane, right? And then your lock of the week, it was what? Lock of the one? week is uh, um, sorry, Iowa not covering at home against Western Michigan. I believe the line was twenty and a half. My belief is like we were talking about that like before that we you know started recording. The Brian Ferentz offense they have to average three hundred twenty five yards of offense per game this season, or he has to score more than twenty five points per game. He is not on track for to meet any of those demands. If he doesn't meet those demands. Then old daddy has to can his son. That'll that'll be a sight. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, thank everybody for joining us. Be sure to to uh, like, subscribe, share, um, follow us on Twitter, DM us any questions. We're trying to get uh, a bunch of questions in, and then we're just going to answer them all at the end of one episode. So we're kind of looking forward to that. Uh, if you want to participate in that, you can uh, DM us on Instagram or Twitter at SEC Slow Smokes. Uh, you can find me on in, on uh, Twitter at HoltSmash1166, and you can find JB on Twitter at MrJB underscore Brooks. That's spelled M-R-J-B underscore Brooks. All right. Well, until next time, enjoy your football.